Under Section 564 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, the Secretary of Health and Human Services can allow the Food and Drug Administration to authorize the use of unapproved medical products or the unapproved use of approved products to address certain threats. For COVID-19, such Section 564 declarations have permitted the FDA to issue emergency use authorizations for various products, including diagnostic tests and vaccines. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Peter Marks, Director of the FDA Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research. Dr. Marks has co-authored a perspective article about the FDA's experience with EUAs during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dr. Marks, broadly, what does it mean for a product to be available under an EUA? So a product that's available under an emergency use authorization means that it is essentially a product that would normally have to be an investigational product under an investigational new drug application if it were being used broadly. And the emergency use authorization, the authority, allows us to make that product available without the need for informed consent in cases when there is a public health emergency declared, such as when there's a chemical, biological, or radionuclear threat. You write in your perspective article that the COVID-19 pandemic saw more devices, drugs, and biologics made available under EUAs than ever before. So at the beginning of the pandemic, how did the FDA decide which products it would authorize? In general, FDA took a science-based approach to what would be authorized, looking at the potential benefits and the potential risks of each of these products at that point in the pandemic. It meant looking at what data we had and assessing whether those products would bring sufficient potential benefit to warrant their authorization at the time they were authorized. There were certain products that were ultimately authorized, which came in for authorization requests, but perhaps did not have a sufficient amount of data initially. And we worked with those sponsors to obtain sufficient data to feel like we had a sufficient amount of information to be able to consider the known and potential benefits to outweigh the known and potential risks. So as you note in your article, the COVID-19 public health emergency will be declared over in May. So what, if anything, will that mean for the availability of medical products that are under EUAs? Well, it turns out that because the secretary can make products available either when there is a public health emergency or when there is the potential for a public health emergency, and because of changes in the declaration that was made in that 564 declaration, we will be able to continue to make available medical products under emergency use authorization until that 564 declaration is withdrawn. So for all intents and purposes, things will not change significantly after that May date when the larger public health emergency declaration, which is called a 319 declaration, when that comes to an end, these products will continue to be available, including the vaccines which are being widely used. So eventually, I'd imagine EUAs will be terminated after a determination by the Secretary of Health and Human Services. And what would happen to previously authorized products at that point? So ultimately, what will happen even before that point is, given that we know that this is something coming in the future, we are trying to help sponsors of products 
start to transition their products over to either approved or licensed products now. And that may mean it takes several months because an application will need to be submitted. In the case of vaccines, it will be a biologics license application or a biologics license supplement. For drugs, it would be a new drug application. For devices, it would be either a clearance or a pre-market authorization. All of those will need to be happening in order to transition these products from the emergency use authorities to conventional products. And the whole idea here, and this was actually considered when these laws were made, was that there would be a period in which transition could occur. And so we will help facilitate this transition over the coming months, since we know it is likely to need to occur anyway. Finally, how will the lessons that you've learned from the experience with EUAs during the COVID-19 pandemic be applied in future public health emergencies? What do you see happening down the road? Yeah, well, thanks for that question. We learned a tremendous amount from this public health emergency. As you mentioned up front, we got more experience during this public health emergency than we'd had probably combined in prior public health emergencies with emergency use authorizations. So I think we really understand much more clearly now the kind of evidence that we need in order to feel comfortable that the potential benefits outweigh the potential risks. I think we can be much more clear in the future with sponsors as we go about putting forward guidance as we have a public health emergency in the future that will help them understand what we need. And so I think overall, the experience that we've had, not that I wish we had it, but we will make the best of it so that if this happens in the future, we're able to more efficiently help facilitate the development of important medical products and then help with getting them made available to those in need through our emergency use authorization authorities. Thank you, Dr. Marks.